Above this surface was something that looked like a throne made of blue lapis lazuli. And on this throne, high above, was a figure whose appearance resembled a man. From what appeared to be his waist, up he looked like a gleaming amber, flickering like a fire. And from his waist down, he looked like a burning flame, shining with splendor. All around him was a glowing halo, like a rainbow shining in the clouds on a rainy day. This is what the glory of the Lord looked like to me. When I saw it, I fell down on the ground, and I heard someone's voice speaking to me. So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and govern it, reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, look, and then I skip. Verse 31. Then God looked over all he had made, and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, morning came, making the sixth day. When the cool evening breezes were blowing, the man and his wife heard the Lord God walking about in the garden. So they hid from the Lord God among the trees. Then the Lord God called to the man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid. Stand up, son of man, said the voice. I want to speak with you. The spirit came into me as he spoke and he set me on my feet. I listened carefully to his words. Son of man, he said, I am sending you to the nation of Israel, a rebellious nation that has rebelled against me. They and their ancestors have been rebelling against me to this day. They are a stubborn and hard-hearted people. Hello, friend. I sure hope you are listening and I hope you were wondering, why is she reading that? What is she up to? What is this episode about? I've been reading from Ezekiel 1 and Genesis 3. And I've been interchanging and reading through. Why am I doing that? You have probably already surmised that this is going to be a very different episode, a very different kind of video. We need to talk. What are we talking about today? What got us from the glory of God? That's what I read in the beginning. To him saying everything that was made was good and given to us and the authority to then Adam and Eve 
our forefathers hiding behind the trees and being afraid to him going to Ezekiel and revealing himself and saying, stand up as he spoke to him. Son of man, I want to speak with you just like how he desired to speak and have this ongoing relationship with the creatures that he had created. What got us from there to now? Let's look today in the word of God together and let's do some deep inner reflections. What was it that got Eve to be deceived? What brought Eve from everything to get us to right now, children of Eve and being very prone to being rebellious, hard-hearted, and most of all, in the midst of all of our sin, being easily deceived. Heavy topic today, but I think a necessary conversation. And I think that it's the season that we're in and we need to bring it in and we need to get ourselves together. Welcome to Life and Faith Chats. I am so happy that you joined me today. If you are new, this is a podcast that is biblically based. Our conversations and what we try to do is base it on the number one best-selling book in the world, which is still the Bible. And I believe it is God's revealed word to us. It teaches us about salvation, the love of God, and leads us towards our purpose. I am your host. Call me hostess if you want. My name is Joy, but look at me more as a friend and a fellow DNA cousin. If you're new, I'm honored that you stopped by to listen for a few minutes. And if you're not new, I am blessed that you came back. Let's get into our episode today. We're talking about deception. Before we start, I already know that this will probably be a part two. And if you are a subscriber and one of my supporters, you already know I tend to do that. I think I like making series. Um, but to get into this and to really go through scriptures, I don't want to rush and I don't want to make it too long so that you have a chance to check the word for yourself and meditate and pray and get the most out of it. I also need to let you know that I have decided that I am going to be uploading a new episode every other week. I'm wanting to be sensitive to your schedule and I know that you're busy and we are coming into a very busy time of the year. This is the last quarter of the year. The lights are going on and off around me, but that's okay. This is the last quarter of the year. I'm not sure if I said that correctly, but we have four more months in the year 2022. Can you believe that? I need you to remember every other week and I'll be looking forward to meeting with you because you bless me. I pray that the episodes will be a blessing and encouragement or some kind of enlightenment to you. 
reading to you. I read from Ezekiel 1. It's chapter 1, and you can read through because I read the ending part of the revealing and the appearance of the Lord on his throne. I didn't talk about the creatures that came before to announce his presence that traveled before him. I encourage you to read the verses to get the entire picture of God's revealed splendor and power. Why did I start that way? I started that way because I've been really thinking and I need to do more reflection because I don't want to say one thing and then my heart is far away. So I'm putting it on me and I am prayerfully reflecting and asking the Lord to please put back into me the fear of God, to please give me a revelation of how high and holy and other that he is. I think that being fortunate to grow up in a Christian nation, blessed, being called, being chosen, being selected, it's easier for you to take the goodness and the grace of God for granted when things are easy. And that's why Jesus could tell um, the people that he spoke with when the woman, I believe Mary Magdalene, when she got down and she took the most expensive, precious thing to her, and when she took the perfume or anointing oil, and when she took her hair and cleaned his feet, he said that to who a lot is forgiven, they give more than people who think that they haven't been forgiven as much. But if we could get the vision to know how high and holy he is and how wretched and desperate and wicked our hearts are, we can appreciate his salvation more. I'm talking to myself, y'all. I'm bringing you along. When we hear about the highness of God, when you hear about his appearance and the fire and the fact of him being other, if you read about what was going on, Ezekiel fell to the ground. And why does that connect with Eve? Eve had that. Adam and Eve got to see God face to face, and they had total access to him. When I first started my podcast, I did this. It is on all the major platforms of podcasts. So if you did um, Apple, Google, you can hear it. It's Life and Fig Chats. And I talk about Eve in the garden. And I did a series that led into the temptation of Jesus. And I made a connection, which I'm going to be doing again, what Eve gave up and what Jesus Christ walked through redeeming us in that entire process. So I'm painting a picture. And that's why I was giving one of the revelations of when God revealed himself in his glory. Because 
Proverbs tells us the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If we again, and I will repeat, can establish how holy and other he is, which our minds can't comprehend in the natural, if we can pray and ask God to see that in the spiritual, in the divine, then we can be more humbled and better appreciate how God crossed over to come down to deal with the likes of us. That we have to try to understand what was it that got Eve to be so deceived to leave the glory of God to settle for this, the things that we suffer, the things that we deal with, the things that God told her, if you do this, you will die. And because God's word is eternal, not only she started dying from that moment, we're still dying because we left the original state and the glory of God. And then we talk about Jesus coming to redeem us. May God give us a vision and give us the revelation of the sacrifice that God made as he prepared a body, the Bible tells us, to come to redeem us, to bring us back to him, to stand us on our feet and deliver us from this rebellious heart. It is because of the rebellion from our mother, Eve, that we are easily deceived. Because you may at this point be saying that I'm not deceived. Child of Eve, if you are a child of Eve, you're human, you're easily deceived. That's me and you. So I wanted to paint that picture first for us to talk about why, you know, think about that. That's, that's why I'm not going to rush this. What was it that made Eve? And notice the devil went to Eve. He didn't go to Adam. What was it in a woman, in this woman, I'm female, that the devil felt that I can beguile her? The word tells us that he was more crafty. So there's some comparison there up than the other animals that he used this serpent or snake. But why did he go to Eve? He did not go to Adam. Why did he go to her? What was she looking for? What did she think she had missed? And we know that he questioned. Hmm. He got her to question what God had said. He got her to question God's word. So it goes back. If she knew all of his glory, how did she question God that she believed this snake, this serpent? What appealed, what was in her when God had made everything good? So are we in danger of being deceived? One of the first things we have to know if we do not know and study the word of God, the answer is yes. The enemy appeals to our flesh and we run with it. 
Why did I think this was necessary? I believe we've moved into a season. Call it the end times. You've heard me say it all my last time. Call it the ending times. Call it a different period. You and I know if you're being honest, something's different. I believe we've moved into a season where if we do not study the word for ourselves, not on a surface level or business as usual, we're in danger of being deceived. And the Bible warns us of this. Let's read from 2 Corinthians 11, um, verse 1. And I'm using the New Living Translation. I hope you will put up with a little more of my foolishness. This is Paul speaking. Please bear with me, for I am jealous for you with the jealousy of God himself. I promised you as a pure bride to one husband, Christ. I fear that somehow your pure and undivided devotion to Christ will be corrupted, just as Eve was deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. You happily put up with whatever anyone tells you, even if they preach a different Jesus than the one we preach, or a different kind of spirit than the one you received, or a different kind of gospel than the one you believed. Paul is warning the believers then, and because God's word is eternal, is coming to us as a warning. He said, you're so easily deceived by the cunning ways of the serpent. Same serpent, children of Eve, that whatever someone tells you, if they preach a different Jesus, you accept it. A different kind of spirit than you received from the gospel, you receive it. And a different kind of gospel, you believe it. How can we not be easily deceived? Let's go back to the word of God that the enemy, the serpent, got Eve to question. Okay? Now, let's also look at 1 Timothy 2.14 because we're trying to stick with the word. Listen how this starts. Let them listen quietly. What are we listening to? For God made Adam first and afterward he made Eve. That's part of the creation record according to the Bible. And it was not Adam who was deceived by Satan. The woman was deceived and sin was the result. So remember my question, what was it in this woman that the devil saw to want to get to her and not to Adam? What was it that he thought? So let's look at Genesis 3, 6. And I'm going to bring out three things. When the woman saw the tree, was good for food and pleasing to the eyes, desirable for obtaining wisdom. She took it. Now, am I reading the entire verse? No. Why this woman stepped away from the glory of God and went to the enemy? I'm going to remind you of certain things. 
He questioned God's word. The enemy had the audacity and the wicked boldness to say, did God see? And Eve, who was made in the image of God, remember what I read? Who was given all authority. She did not come back and say, yes, God said. And she did not take her authority and say, I bind, rebuke you. In fact, I cast you out. She was given the authority. She sat it down and she listened to the enemy when he said, you, if you eat this, God knows that your eyes will be open and you will know good from evil. He questioned God. He questioned God's authority. Let that sink. He questioned her identity without her realizing it, her connection to the father. He questioned her authority God had given her because that meant if she disobeyed, she was giving her authority to the enemy. She, she had no idea because she was in the process of being deceived. And he appealed to, she saw flesh. She saw the natural, that the food was pleasing to her eyes. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, the deceitfulness of riches. That's in the Bible. They were desirable for obtaining wisdom. But wait a minute, the Lord said, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The reverential fear and respect. He had already given that to her. She chose to disbelieve God and gave up her position of authority. She gave it up for food, temporary pleasure. She gave it up because it was pleasing to her eyes. Deception. And she gave it up because she was obtaining worldly wisdom. That's what we're wrestling with. It's interesting that while she gave it up for food, the first temptation that the devil brought to the Lord after the Holy Spirit drove him into the wilderness and that he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, bringing his body into subjection under the power and the authority of the Holy Spirit of God to be able to live a victorious life. Let me be honest. I find fasting difficult because it's sitting down my flesh to be in line with the Spirit of God, which is one of the things and models that the Lord give to us. Give this up. Put your flesh in subjection so you're not deceived because the enemy is always on a prowl looking for who he can kill, steal from, and destroy and the Bible says Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So he gives this up. And the first thing Satan does is bring him bread. Out of somewhere, he pulls out bread and brings it to him to eat. And Jesus answers with, it is written word. Man shall not live by bread alone. Eve saw it and give up high identity and authority. Jesus brought it back by praying 
reverence to God, him first. I might be weak physically, but I'm not going to give up on the word for this temporarily, what Eve completely sold us out to. I'm ending here, but I am not done with this study. I am really hoping you come back. I want us to continue. I think it's so important. I'm building a platform because if you listen to what I said, questioning the word of God, that's what's going on constantly. You know, God said this, but that's not what it really means. It's archaic. Let's pray that God delivers us from a rebellious, hardened, arrogant hearts and spirits so that we worship him as God and that we have this relationship where we walk and talk with him and that we're delivered from deception even more so that we choose him over the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the temporary pride and deception of life. Thank you for joining me. I pray God's peace on you and your family. See you soon in two weeks. Bye for now.